are listening to Prickly and Blooming, brought to you by LaJoy Society. And now, your hostess, Jesse Browning. All right, all right, all right. Greetings and salutations. Name the movie. Are you all screaming, Charlotte's Web? <laughs> I often find myself writing greetings and salutations, but I don't say it enough. And I love the term greetings and salutations. So it's Wednesday and well, it's, isn't it Wednesday? Oh no, it actually is Wednesday that I'm recording this as well. So it's Wednesday that I'm recording this, but it's not the Wednesday you're listening to it. Hi. Hi friends. Okay. So there's something that I just cannot believe it's taking me this long to talk about. So we're going to, we're going to start with it right up at the top here. Okay. Can we talk about the song at the end of the show and the music that you hear, like the, the snippet of it that you hear, you know, a second ago after my husband says, oh, blah, blah, blah. that song, I, I'm sure there are podcast professionals who would wag a finger, wag a finger at me for having a full song at the end of the show. You know how many fucks I have to give about their opinion? None. I fucking love that song. And so the whole entire song plays at the end of every episode. Have you listened to it? Have you have you listened to it? If you want to stop and like listen to it right now, go ahead. If you want to throw in a couple seconds of it, you know, a little more than instrumental, just throw in a couple a couple lines. Everything up to this point has led me here, and there's nowhere I'd rather be than to be here. Let's okay. Let's talk about the lyrics for a second here. Everything has led up to this point and there's nowhere else I'd rather be now. Like the themes in the lyrics just slay me. Y'all slay me. Do they slay you? Everything up to this point has led me here and now there's nowhere I'd rather be. Uh, yeah. And to be here and all the things that made no sense, I felt so wrong and out of place and now they seem to fit perfectly to tell a story that was meant to be. Ah, you guys. Cards left on tables and cards played. No one knows how it goes. No one knows. No one knows. Find out what should it be and paint the pictures that you know I can't. Every no into a yes, no longer chasing happiness, just waiting to see I'm falling off. You guys, at the end, no one knows. How should it be? <laughs> How much do you love it? I love it so much. I love it so much. Oh. So I just wanted to talk about that for a minute. So it's the title of the song is um, I Feel at Home. So I just wanted you to know that how much I love it and appreciate it. And if you haven't listened to the full song at the end yet, please do yourself a favor and do. I know I have one friend who says she listens to it every week just to hear the song that she loves it so much. And I do too. I love it so much. And I want you to love it too. So I want you to go listen to it if you haven't listened to it. If you have just you, if you're just one of those that just like stops, you're just like, ugh, song. <laughs> take a minute, take a minute, a little, little, little lyricism and 
poetry into your ears right now or at the end of the show you get what i mean <laughs> so i'm glad we talked about this this the song i'm really glad we talked about the song finally like i cannot believe i uh, it's been 40 episodes and we haven't talked about the song that's my bad my bad y'all i completely had a blind spot there so did you review the show yet have you done that becky christy caitlin amber i don't know i'm making up names here monica Paige, uh wendy I'm just I'm just coming up with names. I, these aren't specific callouts unless that's your name then it's totally specific to you. Um have you have you rated the show? Have you reviewed it? Oh, you have? Oh, fucking super. You haven't? Okay. Cool. Uh, I've done this before and I'll do it again. Go ahead. I'll just we'll just wait. It's okay. We got time. Grab your phone. Okay, you get to that. Okay, great. Uh open up your listening app. I don't know where it is on anything but Apple Podcasts and I don't really know how there's a I, okay. Honestly, I just look at Apple Podcasts. Okay, I can tell you how many of you are listening on Apple devices and Apple Podcasts, and that's a lot. So we're just we're just gonna go with that. And you, you non-Apple users, I think are familiar with how to translate this into an Android world. I think it's an Apple world, and you're living in it, right? Sorry, not sorry. Okay, so Apple Podcasts, <laughs> open it up. Oh wait, it's right there because you're listening to a podcast because you're hearing this right now. I can go into you know the episode and. Uh, the episode web page or episode page, sorry, not episode web page. That'll bring you to uh, my host account. So, like when you when you go to the bottom and it's like on, on the you know screen there, there's reviews and rates and oh, did you see all those stars right there? Okay, so just like boom, hit the stars. If you are feeling real saucy, um, type something in, type something in, whatever you want. I've suggested things before, and none of you have taken my suggestion, so it's fine. You type whatever you want. Ah, okay. Now this intro is getting obscenely, obscenely long. Okay. I just got to, I just got to shut up here. I got to shut up and we're going to meet Kimberly today. Kimberly. Ah, thank you. Thank you, mama. Thank you for teaching us how to know our worthiness. Like that's what you're going to learn a lot this week, you guys. I just really want to send it over to Kimberly. Okay. Here's the song again, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Or listen to it at the end. <laughs> okay. And enjoy my conversation with Kimberly. So hi, Kimberly. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing really good. <laughs> awesome. It's so funny to be like, how are you? We've been chatting for 10 minutes, everyone. <laughs> then we got to remember to like hit record. So what, um, what should we know about you? Like, before we hear your story, you mm -hmm. know, what, what, tell us your background. Yeah. Well, for the past two years, I've almost two years, I've been a stay at home mom with mm -hmm. my awesome toddler. Mm -hmm. um, and before that, I studied English in college, worked a lot of jobs because uh, I just kind of was that person who was like, I don't know really where my place is in the world. So I'm just going to do everything. Um, I come from a really close Italian-Mexican family. Ooh, what a yeah. nice combo. Yes, it's very fun and loud. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was adopted when I was four mm -hmm. into that family. So I have one sister and then I have six half-siblings cool. from that side. Um, I love the outdoors. I live half an hour away from 
the ocean and a rainforest. And I'm pretty much there all the time. <laughs> I can't, Between one or the other? Yes. I can't live far away. I tried for a while and had to come home. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So you're right near where you grew up? Yes, I actually yeah. live in the same house with my parents right now. Okay, so you're yep. yeah, very centralized. <laughs> yes, yes. We're <laughs> all like, still it's here. Five feet away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is great when you're raising a little one, you know. Yes. Yeah. Although yes. the sticky stars on my ceiling are a little <laughs> from when oh, I was a kid. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. They're still there. I bet yes. mine are too. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, no. Absolutely. I think my mom might have taken them down. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I remember go, going and visiting my room as a grown-up and you know going to bed with my husband and be like oh my god they're yeah. on the ceiling still yeah it's a very <laughs> surreal moment sometimes I'm like whoa full circle here <laughs> yeah full circle <laughs> yeah oh, that's amazing mm -hmm. uh all right so yeah after we get to know you a little bit <laughs> we like to answer the question of um tell me about the time that you said this can't be my life oh my gosh or a it's couple <laughs> it's so many times. And mm -hmm. when I when I first saw that from you, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. my first thought was, I always say, this wasn't the plan. <gasps> oh, that's yes. another good. Oh, look, I'm writing yeah. that down. This, because I have the, the um, this can't be my life, just not this. Or I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going to write that one down if you don't mm -hmm. mind. This yeah. wasn't the plan. That's another one. This wasn't one. the yeah. plan. Cause, mm -hmm. Because I am a person who my whole life, if I have a plan for the future, I can be mm -hmm. safe in the present. <gasps> oh, so, <laughs> Yes. Is that so from what I understand, like um, just real generalized, you know, uh, depression is ruminating on the past. Anxiety mm -hmm. is ruminating on the future. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're yes. trying to control the future with a plan. Yes. And so I have. Stay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I have mm -hmm. a chronic anxiety disorder mm -hmm. that I was born with. And so for me, even as a, like a child, a small child, I would say, you know, this is my next year or this is my goal in the future. And that would keep me okay for now. Mm -hmm. So multiple times in my life, I've stopped and said, this wasn't part of the plan. Mm -hmm. This wasn't supposed to happen. This isn't what I envisioned. Um, and, you know, right when I contacted you to be on this, mm -hmm. I actually had a moment where I was like, a good time of like, this wasn't part of the plan. Oh my God, this is amazing. Like, <gasps> look at where I am today. This is mm -hmm. fabulous. But how many times before that did I say, man, this is not the plan I have. This cannot be happening. This is not what I signed up for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that because a couple episodes back, um, I remember it was with Samantha Hewigan. She did the same thing where she said, this can't be my life in like a the, the positive way and I was like mm -hmm. oh, if we need to like pull that into the show now of like <laughs> you know can you can you hold both of those like statements in the in like the dark and the light you know mm -hmm. together yeah. and it sounds like you you just said it just like she did <laughs> yes you know, like. and I feel very lucky that I got I'm there right now um mm -hmm. yeah I guess uh so I became a single mom right after my daughter was born and mm -hmm. that was really the first um, time where I was like, this is, this is was that not your plan? Nope. It <laughs> nope. was not the plan. No, nope, that was not <laughs> nope. the plan. No, ah, I, so let's tell me how you got there. Yeah. So I met my husband, uh, six years ago and mm -hmm. we both were in a place where we were seeking love, seeking mm -hmm. connection, seeking mm -hmm. to fill our holes with a person. Mm -hmm. And so we got married, mm -hmm. um, had a couple years of marriage, where we both uh, put our baggage on the table and <laughs> kind of left it there. We didn't unpack mm -hmm. it. We just mm -hmm. kind of let it sit in the kitchen, <laughs> you know? Do, I don't know how old you are, but 
<laughs> there was this show. Fuck, what was it called? I was like, it was with Ray Romano. And there was an episode where he and his wife had gone on vacation and they came back and the suitcase sat on the stairs. This is so funny that it's actual luggage. The suitcase sat on the stairs. She was waiting. And they they do the episode Mm -hmm. from each point of view where she's like, is he going to bring the fucking suitcase upstairs? And basically he's like, is she going to bring the fucking suitcase upstairs? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So go on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we both were just like, we're just going to put our stuff on the table and just leave it there. Instead of Mm -hmm. unpacking it and going through it together and putting Mm -hmm. it away, Mm -hmm. we just left it there. And so I got pregnant, which we planned. Mm -hmm. Um, We were ready for that step. And then I gave birth. And I remember Mm -hmm. sitting in the hospital. And it was maybe two or three hours after she was born. Everyone had gone. He was Mm -hmm. asleep. And I remember just like this drop of like cold water. It felt like sinking into my stomach Mm -hmm. and it just being like, oh, this something is wrong. This isn't Mm -hmm. what I wanted. This isn't the feeling I'm supposed to have right now as a new mom. Right. Yeah. And in our relationship, there had been infidelity. There Mm -hmm. had been problems with substances. There had been problems with a lot of things, unfortunately. Um, And my own issues of anger and not communicating because I was afraid of that from my past. And it all just kind of sunk into my soul in, right, in like the three seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember being pregnant, going to Lamaze and looking up birth strategies and making my birth plan and picking the hospital. <laughs> oh. And never, ever did I ever think that I had to plan for myself. Like never no, was, oh yeah, no one ever uh-huh. told me like you are gonna be reborn into a new person. Mm-hmm. Your personality is gonna change. Your goals are gonna change. You are gonna have Your values. Response. Yes, mm-hmm. everything shifts, mm-hmm. and it just was that sinking moment of my life shifting into a whole new book. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't like I'm on a new page or anything. No, I jumped from my story and my life and everything that I had planned for my future, and jumped out of it and went to a whole new book. Right. You went into the baby's book. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In in the planning part of it. But in reality, I get what you're saying. I I Mm -hmm. totally know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 And that was the first time where I was like, this is, this is not what I planned for. Mm -hmm. And it took four months after that for me to call my parents and say, will you please come get me? Will you come get us and take Mm -hmm. us home? Because this is not the partner that Mm -hmm. I signed up to have. This is Mm -hmm. not the life I signed up to have with my daughter. This is not what I want for us. Mm -hmm. Um, So from day one, I was basically (laughs) a single parent and then chose to officially be a single parent about four months after she was born. Mm -hmm. And And it was a big move. You were were somewhere else. Yeah, I was about three hours away. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I hadn't really had the same connection with my family as I did before I was married. Um, It was a very isolating relationship which I didn't know I I didn't realize any of it until after because when you're in that type of sphere that bubble of Mm -hmm. um, that kind of dynamic in a relationship it's really easy not to notice that you're being pulled away Mm -hmm. and not to notice that there's little pieces of control that you're missing the dynamic the power shift is like very uneven Mm -hmm. until you kind of take a step back and say wow that was not healthy (laughs) That was mm-hmm. not safe. That was not what it should have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't becoming uh, better people together. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I actually recently just we were just my co-parent and I were just talking about 
um, some things. And I was like, yeah, you know, we played for the same team, but I, I really wanted to trade to the Tigers. So I just, I just went over, over there. It wasn't, yeah. I didn't like my contract. <laughs> you didn't, yeah. You were like, I am breaking this contract. Yes. We are mm-hmm. done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then since then, so I left at four months. So the hospital mm-hmm. I had my first like, oh shit <laughs> moment, mm-hmm. four mm-hmm. months, um, another oh shit moment. And then when I decided to actually divorce, mm-hmm. about six months later, after six months of counseling, mm-hmm. you know, it just like was a progressive, oh shit, oh shit, oh mm-hmm. shit. And then you're just kind of like, everything's gone. Everything mm-hmm. is just shattered now that you had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you pick up those pieces? <laughs> right. And yeah. now what? Mm-hmm. The now what? Yeah. Yeah. And it was really interesting because, you know, here I am a new mom, a single mm-hmm. mom, I already mm-hmm. have a long-standing mental health, you know, crises and a mm-hmm. disorder. And, mm-hmm. you know, instead of having postpartum disorder, you know, mm-hmm. postpartum depression, after I get birth, I go into a full-fledged divorce depression, yes. which is mm-hmm. a totally different journey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, yeah, where you just feel very confused and very unworthy mm-hmm. every day when you wake up and you're like, you know, I have to take care of this little tiny baby and make sure that she's doing everything she needs to do to thrive. And here I am internally just sinking into the mud. Like, how yeah. do I balance that? You know, so I just kind of became a mamaholic mm-hmm. <laughs> where my helicopter just hovered at all times, uh-huh. you know, just to get me through the day. Yep. Yeah. And now it's been a, over a year since I filed. We have worked out co-parenting things Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, And I got some mental health support Mm -hmm. because I I lost my therapist, my long-standing therapist when I left. When you left. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I had to find a new therapist, had to discover how to live with my parents (laughs) and raise a kid with my parents Uh and being a new mom. And it was just, looking back, it is the craziest thing I've ever done for sure. Right, leaving and going back to your parents' house? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And saying that, that also I was someone who was very submissive and mm-hmm. very people-pleasing. Mm-hmm. And now I am very confident using my voice and saying, you know what? This is the life that I want and this is what I want to do and I'm worthy of that. I am worthy of feeling safe and being safe and I'm worthy of taking any dream or desire that I have and owning it. And accomplishing it, which I don't think I had done before. Right. So that wasn't something like I was curious, was it something that you had and that you lost? Or was mm-hmm. it something that had never been nurtured inside of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is pretty common, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, I yes. mean, <laughs> yes. I, I think, yeah, special, yeah. <laughs> special parental skills to be able to do that, right? Mm-hmm. For, a, for a young woman, yes, we're absolutely. kind of left to flounder a lot. Yes. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. insane how unequipped we go into motherhood. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. An episode of of this the show uh, came out today. We're recording on a Wednesday, <laughs> and uh, I heard myself say, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was good." Like when in those moments, and it's I love that you you've already said it too. You leaned into being a mom, mm-hmm. and we're not taught that in those moments you actually need to lean into taking care of yourself. Yes. And yes. Taking, oh taking more care of your mm-hmm. children is not going to 
no. let you take care of yourself better. No. You, no. I mean, it's so corny and maybe overused or whatever, but I'm a big believer in that you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. No. And mm. I was actually just, I just started this journey of discovering what real rest is uh-huh. and what that looks like. You know, mm-hmm. rest is not going to the grocery store. Rest no. is not going for a gym workout. That's not a break, you know, mm-hmm. and I had believed that. I had mm-hmm. believed that when my parents watched my daughter for an hour so I could go to the grocery store that, oh, I'm suddenly getting a big break and it's wonderful. No, <laughs> no. that's not true. <laughs> uh. <laughs> and I was counting. I was thinking back about the last two years about how many times did I actually get rest? Mm-hmm. How many times during a day did I actually get separation from my responsibilities and mm-hmm. have peace and tranquility within myself, not numbing with, you know, candy or mm-hmm. television, not running an errand or working my body. Was there a time in the last two years where I had rest? And I was like, no, <laughs> probably yeah, not. Probably not. It probably wasn't. And so that's where you get really bad burnout, mm-hmm. you know. Every mm-hmm. three months, you're sobbing on the floor because you have nothing to give because you're yeah. not resting because yeah. you're not actually truly resting. And another big thing is that I feel guilt when I rest because I'm <gasps> no <yeah>. way. <laughs> it's amazing, right? Like, why would we feel bad for not spending every second <laughs> caring Do you think for others? Prioritized martyrdom in motherhood? Is that what oh, you're saying? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Amazing. Tell me, Revelation. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. Especially I'm a younger mom mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, I have one kid under my belt, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, how many moms are out there with, you know, three kids who are not even discovering that they need rest yet mm-hmm. because they've just been going this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's a, a, a very prized award. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the, my my husband and I have all these like jokes about like but just how moms like do so much in the like in the spirit of winning some sort of award that's not there. Yes. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I I'm just like there's no award for that. Like there's no award no. <laughs> for being the most sacrificed, like the mm-hmm. most martyred mom. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they stop giving that out, everyone. Just like stop <laughs> aiming for it. <laughs> Everyone's on the same level. So Yeah. We can't like, pick a winner anymore. <laughs> no, we can't. And I and I think that this speaks to so much that I um that I believe um again, I don't remember where I came across this, but people like in, in your memory mm-hmm. and in your children when they grow up they're not going to remember the specifics. They're not going to remember that you had chicken nuggets four nights a week for dinner, which happens in this house often. Um, They're going to remember how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. And when you're stressed out and when you don't have any time to rest and when you're not, you know, physically taking care of your body by exercising and sleep and all these other things, you're stressed out and you're projecting that onto them. Mm -hmm. And I know for a long time, I probably projected this onto my kids where I was like, I just need to get away from you. Oh, God, you know, yes. like I just need to get away yep. from you. Mm-hmm. I just need to get away from you. Mm-hmm. You are stressing me out. Yep. And luckily, I've consciously been able to change that in the last mm-hmm. few years, you know, but I still am like, okay, I do need time away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I do. But that Needs underlying, space. like that underlying of like tension. Yeah. Mm-hmm, you are stressing me. Yes. out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's not them. No, it's I not. was overwhelmed with my life. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I had no ability to cope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Overtouched, oversensitized, like just mm-hmm. everything. 
I'm still breastfeeding right now, which mm-hmm. is a big, <laughs> I'm at the end of my rope almost, yeah. most times right now. You're ready We're for almost, your autonomy back? Yes. Yeah. We're yes. almost at two years and I'm like, okay, I can hang yeah. on. I can do it. <laughs> but there's been times in the last couple months where I am so overtouched at the end of the day and I'm so exhausted mm-hmm. that I literally am just like, please go to sleep. And I uh-huh. wake up the next morning and I'm just like, dang it. Like I just pushed mm-hmm. her away because I was so mm-hmm. overwhelmed with mm-hmm. my responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a that's a perfect example. It's like, and what do you do at that point? Because it is very mm-hmm. real to be overtouched. Yep. And, I, and it's hard to be like, okay, mommy, because it's a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are ways to be like, I, I did it much better the last bit of my children than the first mm-hmm. bit of my children. <laughs> the phases. <Learning. laughs> right. And I was able to identify of like, I just need space. I just need space. Mm-hmm. I just need space, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I could I, I could say like I, to my husband, like, I can't be touched, you know? Oh, and that's another part of it. Then at night, him touching and I'm like, go away, you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't be touched. <laughs> Absolutely. But like that's not covered in like a Lamaze class of like, no. you know, a year and a half from now, you're going to be up to here with the, the touch of this baby. That mm-hmm. Like at first you're like, oh, baby, I can never get smell. enough. <laughs> you're yes. smelling it. Yeah. And then you're not going to believe in a year and a half. You're going to be like, mm-hmm. get this child away from me. <laughs> yes. Yes. And, and what to do when those moments arise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the and, guilt levels mm-hmm. of motherhood or parenting in general. Like I, th- the, I think moms get a little more than dads, but yes. <laughs> yeah. the, but the guilt factor of like having to be perfect and mm-hmm. not being perfect, mm-hmm. man, that just like slaps you in the face mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Constantly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. right now, I have been taking more time for myself mm-hmm. and I've never been away from her more than four hours. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow is actually the first time where I'm planning on being away for like <gasps> four and a half, five Yay, hours. Good. It is good. But I'm just like, oh, how long can I last before I feel that internal dread of like, you're being a bad mom because you're not hovering. <laughs> you got to let that go. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I do. You've yeah. created that. I but know. I know. Like you're just coming off an expectation. You know? Yes. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I give you permission to stay for six hours. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're Maybe welcome. Will. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that time. It's yes, mm-hmm. and and then I mean I, my kids are still at home, but but I I've heard they do leave. You know, someday. <laughs> yeah, and I've also heard that you do your job right. That's when they do that. You know, and they go and fly away. You know what I mean? People are saying yes. like that, like I, people, I believe with proper mental health abilities, you know, say that like, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. It's to let it's them be the, independent, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is wonderful. Yeah. Like, it's so mm-hmm. cool to see a kid, you know, be able to say, this is what I want and mm-hmm. secure it for themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like the whole goal of like being a human being, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, and so like this whole two years, I've Mm -hmm. been numbing my, you know, I had no balance of grieving or Mm -hmm. coping Mm -hmm. with a disaster. Really, it was Mm -hmm. like a whole internal. What were your negative coping skills? (laughs) Did (laughs) you have any? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was a real bad insomniac for a long time. I mean, one, I had two a.m. feedings for a long time, but also just as soon as you get into an alone space, just every 
sadness and every piece of your story up until that point just hits you. And so you just watch Parks and Rec and <laughs> eat crackers. Like I would mm-hmm. eat sleeves of Ritz crackers that weren't even that good just because I was just like, I need to not feel mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it wasn't actually until quarantine uh-huh. that that started shifting because here I am in a city that I haven't lived in for seven years. Mm-hmm. Don't have any mom friends trying to make it work, trying to, you know, move through a horrible divorce. And it wasn't until my family actually had to be home with me that I kind of started seeing the light again of like, oh, you know, there is a life outside of this bubble I created for myself. There's a life Mm -hmm. outside of waking up every day thinking this isn't what was supposed to happen and being bitter about it and being resentful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And thinking of like, okay, this wasn't the plan. Mm -hmm. We're going to grieve. Mm-hmm. For that, for a little while, mm-hmm. you know, have have some coping skills with the Ritz. <laughs> We're going to go through a couple sleeves of Ritz. It's going to yeah. be okay yep. at some point. Mm-hmm. And then so you reach that point. Mm-hmm. You yes. realize it's going to be okay. And you could see past, you know, the Ritz crackers at 2 a.m. Yes. Yes. And I love that you, you were able to do that in quarantine. Was it because everyone was home? Like your yeah. parents were home? Yeah. That's something that, you know, social isolation was really hard because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I don't have a partner anymore. I don't mm-hmm. have someone who at the end of the day I can be like, this was my day or this is what I think about, you know, what was on the news today or, you know, right. this is what I ate today. Nobody was there to it's say isolating, right? this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents did the best they could, but they're, right. you know. They're, they're living they're and working the, their own lives, right? Yes, they're yeah. not the same as a partner. Yeah. But having people home during the day who I could just like talk to or, you know, say, hey, will you watch her while she naps so I can do homework because I'm also a student, mm-hmm. you know, it was just uh, much needed to kind of pop the whole sphere of things I was living in. <gasps> oh, I get it. Um, it, it. Like truly was able to change your baseline of like, mm-hmm. there are other people in the world. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and they have mm-hmm. time Yes, now by this weird magic <laughs> of a worldwide disaster, but mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and she was also so young that she didn't talk or wasn't mm-hmm. as active. So you're mm-hmm. really just like alone all day, mm-hmm. just alone going mm-hmm. through the motions of what you're supposed to do as mm-hmm. a mom. And so once quarantine happened, I got people home during the day where mm-hmm. I kind of felt like a like life was a little more normal, like I could mm-hmm. interact more and get a little more to where I was a little more active in who I was. Oh, gosh, adult conversation. I yes. remember how mm-hmm. like cherished yes. adult conversation yes. was when you've been home with a baby yes. or two for three days. Mm-hmm. Even now when she's mm-hmm. in her bath and like someone is having a conversation in their room, I just like listen. I'm like, people are talking. This is wonderful. Yes. <laughs> and having a whole conversation, let me listen in. <laughs> yeah. and again, that's another like – it the isolation mm-hmm. felt in motherhood. It's, mm-hmm. I also don't even know that you could prepare somebody for it. No. You yeah. know, I don't think you c- can understand it until you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's a it's, whole different kind of mm-hmm. aloneness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And it's the aloneness that like, <sighs> there's a lyric to a song that it's, um, <sighs> I can't, but it's, I'm lonely when you're around. You know, oh, Gosh. Something like that. It's from his, I love this band, Modest Mouse. And I guess I'll, I'll look it up later. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it. But mm-hmm. it was very much like that. And I don't think it was anything about being with a kid, but I remembered that because like we just talked about a minute ago. You're so um, not alone. Someone's touching you all the time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the fucking time, <laughs> to the point where you don't even want them to, near you anymore. Yes. And yet 
it's this profound loneliness. Mm -hmm. It's this weird, like, uh, opposing, you know, forces, phenomena. Yeah. 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 And that's honestly, it's because you're not being seen. Like you can have a thousand people around you. And if you're not seen as who you are, as your like true self and are Mm -hmm. affirmed in that by others, you are alone. Mm -hmm. And that's something my therapist, I, after quarantine, I found a new therapist, which has been a godsend. Finally found mm-hmm. long-term care again. He, during some of our intake sessions, he was like, wow, it seems like your life has been really lonely because for a long time up until this point in my life, I was not being vulnerable or open mm-hmm. or authentic mm-hmm. because I wanted to please others because mm-hmm. I wanted to feel worthy without owning my own worthiness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that really hits hard in motherhood is when Mm -hmm. you have this beautiful, wonderful life and you have this wonderful responsibility and you turn invisible. Yeah. Completely. Completely. Yep. Mm -hmm. I drive a minivan. Did you know a minivan is like if you want to commit crimes, drive a minivan because no one will pay attention to a minivan. (laughs) Everyone's like the seven cars on, but I don't know what they were. Had yep. wheels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, yes. it's a minivan, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a mom car. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, yep. Mm-hmm. I had a therapist that went over that with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that. I'm happy for you that you are going through this process at, at this point. And if you have mm-hmm. another child someday, like you're going to be so much better equipped. Yes. You know, than like. Mm-hmm. Some people like I know that went all the way through four <laughs> before yes. this happened. Yes, the more you the more you do, the more you grow. You know. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah, and it's I don't know the weirdest part about kind of coming out onto the other side is that I didn't expect mm-hmm. to be there. Like yeah. I mm-hmm. didn't expect for that to end, mm-hmm. and it's still obviously it's ongoing. You know, it doesn't just magically stop once you feel like, oh, mm-hmm. look, it's so great now. No, there's still yeah, gonna no. be. Yeah. It's always gonna be there. It's a process. Um, but yeah, when I was in the thick of it a year ago, you know, walking up to the courthouse, filing divorce papers mm-hmm. with a six month, you know, a nine month old in my arms, mm-hmm. you know, never did I think that I would feel better that I would feel less numb, mm-hmm. you know, that I would feel joy again. Like when I started mm-hmm. seeing my new therapist in June of this year, I was like, my goal is to feel joy. Mm-hmm. I just really want to feel joy again. Even though I have this beautiful daughter who I'm so in love with and I'm so happy mm-hmm. for her and with her, I don't feel joy in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't feel joy in who I am. Well, that's good. I think what's really good, though, is recognizing that, like, she's not responsible for giving you the joy. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Like, that's a huge, you like. You cannot live through mm-hmm, your mm-mm, other mm-mm, people mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or things. Like, you can't or live things. through your job. Mm-hmm. You can't live through, you know, your identity is not on what you do or who's around you. Mm-hmm. It's on who you are at mm-hmm. your core. Mm-hmm, yep. For sure. Yep. I love that you weren't sitting there being like, okay, baby, make me happy. Come on, (laughs) do a dance. No. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. So what did you like, you said you were looking for joy and I, you mentioned this in in your paperwork previously and I, this would probably be where you would put this, there's lots of shame. Yes. Were you sitting in shame? Oh, so much shame. The divorce. Oh, so much shame. And Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of pieces of my life where I have carried shame. One, mm-hmm. because of my anxiety. It just, shame and anxiety are like 
best friends. Like, <laughs> they if you feel, love to hang out. If you feel any shame at any point in your life, it just like clings it onto the train and you just drag it along the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hanging yes. on. Mm-hmm. Car in the back. Yes. So actually, Brene Brown is... <gasps> uh, uh, Lord and Savior. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I actually read her complete works in June again. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to go through them again. It's so good. It's one right here. Hey. The oh, Gifts of Imperfection. Gifts of Imperfection. So good. Mm-hmm. So good. And that really, between finding a long-term therapist and reading mm-hmm. her works again, it like completely just set me up to be more successful in myself. Mm-hmm. Just realizing again in this new space in my life mm-hmm. that the things that have happened to me and the traumas I've overcome and the things that I have chosen and have not worked out um, – that's okay. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, carrying shame on that is not a way to make it go away. It's a way to keep it. And we don't Mm want to keep it. We want to say, you know what? Thank you for your time. Thank you for your impact. And you can go now. (laughs) Yeah. No, like, it's lovely having you. Yes. You've overstayed your welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're evicted now. Yes. (laughs) Isn't that interesting? Like, I love when she talks about, like, no forward movement, no whatever you want to talk about um, is is coming from shame. Yes. You're not going to shame mm-hmm. people into mm-hmm. you know social change. justice and change mm-hmm. and it's just not going to happen. No. And it, yep. oh, boy, it'd be so much fucking easier if we could, huh? I know. Because that's our <laughs> first thing. It's like, well, you know, if I feed shame into this hole, mm-hmm. then it'll get better, which is really the opposite. You know, you really have to, I did some inner child work mm-hmm. um, while ago and something that through this process over the past year was actually sitting down with my younger self and saying you know i'm sorry for what Mm -hmm. you've gone through and i'm Mm -hmm. sorry for this pain i sat with myself on my wedding day a lot (laughs) Mm -hmm. and said you know i this wasn't a plan this isn't Mm -hmm. okay but it's gonna be okay and you didn't do anything wrong you know that's the worst part is that when you look back on your life and you feel those shame triggers Mm -hmm. my first instinct always is say what did i do wrong what what was bad about me when really you know it's just part of being human is that things happen and people make bad choices along with myself and you just have to look back and say you know i release you from that burden of shame and it's Mm -hmm. it's going to be okay and that has helped tremendously this year (laughs) yes yes We need to course in being a lady, how to process shame. Yes. <laughs> or uh, being yes. human, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't want to genderize it, but I, oh gosh, I, I think mom shame and guilt go hand in mm-hmm. hand. They do. Just being a woman mm-hmm. in general, I mean, mm-hmm. it's very hard to navigate a world where you, when you are born, you are bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're inferior. You are not mm-hmm. worthy. Yes. You're less than. Mm-hmm. You're awkward. Yes. Your boobs are too small. Your hair is too oily. Your eyebrows are too thick. Mm-hmm. Your teeth are too yellow. <laughs> yes. There's so yeah. many, so many things. There's so many things. Mm-hmm. How would you say, because I'm like, this is something I'm trying to, <laughs> how would you say, like, this is my summation of like, mm-hmm. Releasing shame mm-hmm. is truly, I, I, I'm trying to remember what Brene says, and I think it's what she says, is like speaking shame. Yes. Okay. So this ties in perfectly. So mm-hmm. I am really it's active like, on my Instagram. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the best things that I have found is that when I 
am pulled because it literally feels like my heart is being pulled to this mm -hmm. direction, right? Mm -hmm. To share something about myself. Mm -hmm. That opens the door to mm -hmm. unburdening that bundle mm -hmm. of shame. Mm -hmm. For me, just personally, I found Instagram to be the best provider of that. But I also, my first year I mean, of mother- Twitter's not- <laughs> Right? There's just not enough characters there. <laughs> but um, oh. I also co-journaled with my best friend who was also her daughter's five days older than my daughter. Mm -hmm. We co-journaled together. At the end of the day, we'd say- this is the safest place for us to unload the shame we're feeling today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Ooh, yeah, I've so heard of this. So was it a yeah. cloud-based thing? Yeah, we, we just had opened the Word doc. Okay, yeah, we'd, and the so shared just, doc. Mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. and we would just type whenever we could. And I remember there were several posts from both of us looking back now where it's just like, this is the worst. This is, I feel awful. I feel mm -hmm. like... I am not meant to be here or, you know, whatever it is. And then mm -hmm. after you say it out loud and after you share it with someone who sees you and loves you and trusts you and you trust, mm -hmm. it just like, it's like a lift. It's like taking off a mask, you know, because we put on all these layers to protect ourselves from people saying that your true self isn't good, yeah. you know. But when you take it off and people are like, that's good. That's amazing. You are beautiful. Mm -hmm. You are doing what you need to do and inspiring me in the process. That's where the shame cycle stop. You know, that's where the shame of being divorced has mm -hmm. stopped. Mm -hmm. When I initially, I made a post on Instagram a couple months ago about infidelity in my marriage. Mm -hmm. and, the sh and I had waited for so long because the shame associated mm -hmm. with infidelity is so big that it took weeks after that post for it kind of to calm down because the backlash was really hard. Um, what, 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 like people, I'm confused. Yeah. People pe were being nasty about that? Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were like, well, you know, you don't need to say this. You don't need oh, to say that. Mm -hmm. got it. Mm -hmm. They were like, oh, sweetheart, we don't talk about this. Yeah, we don't talk about infidelity. We don't, we don't want to know. It. We don't want to like, know your pain. We like use euphemisms or, yes, mm -hmm. because if, if I... We're going Brene Brown here. If I recognize this in you, I it could happen to me. Yes. I have to otherize you. Mm -hmm. And I've got to let you know, like, we're going to just put some shame on this. We're going to, yes. like, hush. Hush, Absolutely. hush, hush. Yes. And that. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. Um, things like, I wouldn't have stayed that long or you don't need to use your voice for this or. Oh, nobody. like survivor shame. Yes. Yep. Got mm -hmm. it. And that happens with a lot of things. It's not just, you know, infidelity. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I have anxiety and I'm really open about that. People being, well, you know, that's just for you. <laughs> you know, you're oh, too open. Or, or between you and your therapist. Other than yes. that, sweetheart, mm -hmm. we don't need to hear about it. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, that's like the leftover bootstrapping kind of mentality of like, <laughs> right. It's just like, we just pick up our boots and mm -hmm. you know, pull, shove keep it going. down and go. Shove yeah. it down and keep Shake going. it off. Yeah. You got yeah. hit by the ball. Yeah. Just walk it off. No big deal, walk dude. Walk it off. Yeah. It's fine. This is what we do. <laughs> yes. When really you need to sit with it mm -hmm. and absorb it and be mm -hmm. open about it. Because if my daughter came to me 10 years from now mm -hmm. and said, I feel shame about this in my life. And I told her, well, just go sit in the other room for a while. Like, that's not going to help her. She mm -hmm. needs to be open about it. And she needs to see a mom who can say, this is my shame, and bring it into the world. Mm -hmm. Because then she can also do that in her life. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And other women can, too. Which, I mean, I think because I've gotten positive responses from people in my life who have said, yeah, 
what is therapy? How do I do that? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I want to go to couples counseling with my husband. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. It makes me want to keep sharing because someone is actually getting something out of it besides, you know, just me unburdening my shame. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) You know. This so why I asked, and I'm so glad I did because I didn't know about this co-journaling thing. What a great idea! You're like, who who can I start a co-journal <laughs> with? Um, but why I asked, it reminds me so much of um, emotional labor and like mm. being, you know, I, I'm in a parenting partnership with my husband, and like I carry so much of the mm-hmm. emotional labor of the children. Mm-hmm. And I remember, uh, I don't remember what therapist it was. I was like, well, okay, yeah, we can identify. Yes, I can identify that I carry. A, how do I unburden it? How do I get rid of it? Oh, yes. It's yeah. another one. It's like, well, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was like, because these are my, like, basically the emotional labor is like all the thinking and planning, right? Yes. So I can let go of the planning. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess it's, all I don't know. I, I, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> like you're a sponge. <laughs> yeah. Like, how do I, and so one of the things, and I was interviewed for a book and I'm, I'm not sure if it's coming out at the beginning of COVID talking about like the roles of women and mothers during the quarantine and how everything mm. was getting put on. And I, I talked to this author and I was and we identified, you know, the emotional labor, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, how, do, you know, kind of same thing. Like, well, how do you release the emotional labor? I was like, exactly. How yeah. do you release the emotional labor? Yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. These are like releasing shame and emotional labor and all these things are, I'm fascinated by of like how, d- so I told her, I was like, well, okay. One of the things I did is I felt uh, too responsible for all the appointments for everyone. Mm. There's myself, there's mm-hmm. four children, and we have three animals. Oh my God. <laughs> the fucking shot appointments alone, you know? <laughs> so like what, what, when we had just two animals before we got the third one, when we moved to this place that we live in now, a little over a year ago, I told my husband, I was like, you are now in charge of the animals appointments. Oh, that's so good so there job. There's go. one, like there's <laughs> one where I was like, that is an actual tactile, like here, mm-hmm. here's a thing that I like think about and have to like for years I've been doing everybody's fucking appointments. Like, mm-hmm you do the dog's appointments and then we got a cat and now he does all the veterinary appointments. See, that's good. That's like, so there's a trick for everyone. Yes. 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 Like concrete things that Mm -hmm. can be done because so much of the emotional labor is weird ethereal up here stuff, which Mm -hmm. like, okay, I can work out of like, okay, just not worry about that or whatever. And you know, but, but like, how do you release it? You know, and I think Mm -hmm. there actually has to be some release. Yes, absolutely. You are not meant to carry the weight all the yeah all on your own. That's why we have partnerships. That's why we have mm-hmm. mental health care. That's why we mm-hmm. have you know so many communities of support. Is because we again, Brene Brown, we are not meant to be alone. We are built Mm-mm. and wired for connection, and mm-hmm. that's part of connecting. Part of connecting mm-hmm. is sharing your space, sharing mm-hmm. your load with others. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the world's really freaking heavy, mm-hmm. and you like trying really to just like this year. <laughs> power lift it by yourself i ain't gonna work mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just not <laughs> atlas <laughs> yes. yeah yeah mm-hmm. yes. yes and that's something i have struggled with a lot is like i don't want to burden others i don't want mm-hmm. to connect because it's not their responsibility when really it's a gift to do that it's a gift to say i need this from you and i want this mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. like that's not a burden that's you know, connecting and sharing and living life with others when you just mm-hmm. hoard all of the, you know, all of the guilt all and shame and <laughs> feelings and, you, you know, burdens <laughs> to yourself, like you're just going to yeah. sink. <laughs> yes. And I remember I, I came to this epiphany moment in an appointment with a therapist one time where I was said, 
if I want people to do better, I have to let them do better. Like yes. I think I said it in you that same exact furrow them. brow two way. Mm-hmm. She was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. okay. And, <laughs> yeah. And moms, especially moms, I feel like we have to be in control really, really tightly to really feel like tight. we're doing a you good job. You don't change the fucking diaper, right? I'll just yes. do it. Yes, because mm-hmm. if we don't do it, then we're not good. Or yep. if we don't do it, then our balance is off. So we are seen as bad, you know, mm-hmm. when really mm-hmm. if you let it go a little bit, you are going to feel so much better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm, um, I have many friends that, I mean, feminists, like full, mm-hmm. like we are uh, own in the world you know mm-hmm. all the social justice and their husbands never changed a diaper see, you know and i would you know, see it and be like uh yep. what because, is going on here because you if know there's one diaper that's not done by mm-hmm. you then mm-hmm. you have failed mm-hmm. Absolutely. and it was a lot of you don't do it the right way so just let mm-hmm. me do it you know I'm it's a just big, easier i'm a big um you're not doing a good enough job because i mm-hmm. don't feel good enough you're not mm-hmm. doing good enough but really i'm just projecting I'm not good enough onto you. Right. Because I have to let go of control. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I will say that was one thing that I, I have a lot of issues in my motherhood career. That wasn't one of them. (laughs) My husband changed (laughs) a lot of diapers. Oh, good. Yes. Yeah. That wasn't, um, I mean, there was a lot of, there there was that for some reason was something I, (laughs) he did a lot of uh, baths. He did all the first few baths when we got home with all them. He, he didn't, he doesn't, he's, has no fear about anything basically he runs like a bull through everything whereas like I, like he didn't let him slow him down you know where mm-hmm. i was like this tiny baby ah, you yes. know into a bath he was mm-hmm. like got this it's fine you know that's just not his personality mm-hmm. so that also helped the situation where he you know whereas i would have been like kind of what's the word i'm looking for floundering um, yeah or, or frozen like frozen mm-hmm. in like anxiety of like mm-hmm. oh how do you wash a baby you know yes. he was just like get a towel and we do it like <laughs> let's move on you know yes and, and i've learned you know how to do that in life from him mm-hmm. i guess a little bit and you know all of it but I, I so i think that was part of the reason why too of why i wasn't like i do all this and you don't do it mm-hmm. because he's not a person that would ever <laughs> do that yeah <laughs> Not a backseat kind of guy. Yes. Yeah. And being a single parent, it's been really interesting because mm-hmm. one, you I'm the 24-7 caregiver. Mm-hmm. And so now when she's almost two, I've, you know, I didn't want to let other people give the bath because it was my job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I didn't have a and, partner to fulfill that. So now right. I would say, did you feel at first like, okay, I've decided to be a single mom. That means I'm doing it all. Yes. I have well, I've made the choice now to do it all. Yes. Mm-hmm. And at first, like the first couple months, I was like, this is just the shittiest feeling of <laughs> wanting a partner and wanting support and not getting it, mm-hmm. you know, of like this, this, I wanted the idea of like, you know, the perfect family that you see on TV of like, you know, mm-hmm. the dad gives the bath and reads a book to the baby mm-hmm. and changes a diaper and, you know, and it didn't turn out like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't turn out the dreams I had. And, you know, looking back now, it was really devastating then, but it's been really interesting and awesome to take on both roles for myself and say, mm-hmm. I can do every bath and I can do every meal. And now that it's been two years, that's actually a normal part of my life. Mm-hmm. And it's not so overwhelming. Um, I think a lot of times about 
military moms Mm -hmm. who have Mm -hmm. children and their husband gets deployed. And that's not, you know, even if you signed up for it, you don't sign up for the feeling and Mm -hmm. the overwhelming tasks of being a 24-7 caregiver and how undervalued you are by society. Mm -hmm. No one looks at you as a stay-at-home mom and says, oh, you contribute so much to your family and Mm -hmm. you have such a beautiful place in the world. They say, Mm -hmm. you're a stay-at-home mom, get Mm -hmm. a job. You know? Aren't you eating like Hagen does and watching yes. Oprah? Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. Why should you? Bonbons. That's what it was. Yes. Bonbons and Oprah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, why should you get to go on Instagram? You're just a stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. you know, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been very. Now that she's almost two, I've been saying I'll unburden now. Like, I know that mm-hmm. my limit and capacity to for doing it on my own mm-hmm. is not working and it's not mm-hmm. healthy. And mm-hmm. so now I need support, you know, mm-hmm. but I wish I had sp- felt Where do you that. get that support from? Yeah, no. My parents and my sister, we all live at mm-hmm. home. Okay. Um, we're all together, which is the best gift I could have ever. Mm-hmm. I would not mm-hmm. have been able to leave if it hadn't mm-hmm. been for my family being, mm-hmm. saying, yes, we will do this with you. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, you know, like the other day I was like, um, will you feed her so I can go to Walmart? <laughs> You know, sure. Yes. And the answer is always yes. And they always are like pushing me like you need more time. You need to do more things. And it's just that tight feeling Mm -hmm. of constriction control of Mm -hmm. not letting go Mm -hmm. that pushes back against it. But slowly as I get healthier, as I am Mm -hmm. more vulnerable Mm -hmm. and more in community with people who support me, that just like lessens so much. It's lessening your grip. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Not living in an con- entire shame spiral every day mm-hmm. about how I'm not good enough because mm-hmm. my husband didn't want me mm-hmm. or I'm not good enough because I'm a single mom or I'm not good enough because I'm not a perfect mom. You know, mm-hmm. thousands of reasons. The mm-hmm. more I lay those down and say those are not true, those are mm-hmm. not reality, this is mm-hmm. my reality, the better it gets. <laughs> it does get better. <laughs> It does. I it love does. That, that. It gets better. It gets, does um, get better. So, like, we, we've talked about a couple things. We've talked mm-hmm. about, like, therapy obviously was a tool that got you yes. from a dark place to a light place. As- was there anything else that you, like, brought into your toolbox of, like, because we had the Ritz and, you know, the insomnia <laughs> the for negative coping. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I I can tell, you know, that you've come to a different place. So is there anything else that helped you along that path? It was the biggest thing was routine, I think, Mm -hmm. and filling my space with things that kept me vulnerable. Okay. Yes. Filling my space with the Brene Brown podcast, filling my space with the Michelle Obama podcast, you know, (gasps) making. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But making sure that when I had moments of quiet, those Mm -hmm. quiet moments were filled with meditation or yoga Mm -hmm. or baking, Mm -hmm. healing things that contributed to more positive thinking and more Mm -hmm. positive reflection, Mm -hmm. things that made me internalize my value. Like even on social media, I went through and continue to go through and weed out things Mm -hmm. that are not Mm -hmm. filling my cup, as you said Mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about before I didn't want to have a cup at all. I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't want this cup. I want to throw it across the room. I'm not going to fill it up. And now, thirsty. (laughs) yes, now I'm like, well, what do I actually want in my cup? I Mm -hmm. want things that make me feel beautiful. Mm -hmm. I want things that make me feel empowered. I want voices in my circle that make me feel seen and understood because Mm -hmm. then my cup rises and I can give out more. Mm -hmm. It's great. 
Yeah. It sounds so like, <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, if you told me, I'd be like, okay, sure. Whatever, <laughs> you know, rolled yes. my eyes and like poured another glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. <laughs> yes, it is true. And I, you know, I like to say that I've lived a long life in a short time. And I know, even though right now today, I'm sitting in a place where I feel good. I feel Mm -hmm. healthy and I feel like I'm on a good path. I know in the future that that's not going to be true Mm -hmm. because that's just the wave of being Mm -hmm. a human being. Mm -hmm. The trick is, and I recently used this analogy with my therapist was, you know, especially with an anxiety disorder, Mm -hmm. I am always standing at the edge of the wave. I'm always standing on the Mm -hmm. shore watching the ocean. And most of the time I'm running back. I'm running back to the sand, back to my safety net because I don't want the waves to hit me. And now the balance is standing there and when the waves come, letting them come mm-hmm. and letting them go, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I've never been at that place before ever in my life. I usually am sitting on the sand 100% right. of the time. <laughs> like, no! Yes. Go away! Yes. Mm-hmm. Go away! Yes, like, dig in said, my little, dig yeah. in my hole. Because you said, like right when you got married, you felt, Uneasy about the marriage, right? Yes. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. When you so there, yes. that was you going to the sand, right? Yes. And you know, mm-hmm. it's so interesting when you get married because you make this like lifelong commitment. And at the time, I was in the you know a Christian church, mm-hmm. and we had very um, I think religiously normalized ideals about marriage mm-hmm. and what it meant. And no one, no, there was no safe space for me to go and say I'm two weeks into this marriage, and I feel stuck in this marriage now because I am obligated to stay mm-hmm. when I, you know, my morals say that this is wrong. And that's something that, you know, when I post about infidelity, a lot of people from that community that I used to know were like, well, it is your job to stay. And when I left, a lot of people from that community were mm-hmm. saying, you need to stay because that's your duty. Even now, <laughs> my co-parent was like, well, you should have stayed because that was your job. And nobody navigates that. You know, no one says to a young couple when they're 23 mm-hmm. getting married, you know, two weeks from now, if you decide that this is a work, that's okay. Nobody that's okay says too. it's okay. Right. My mom did. My mom on my wedding day said, you know what? If this doesn't work out someday or if you feel unsafe or you need something, just come home. And Aww. at the time, I was Were like, you, I was furious. Up, right? I was yes. so mad. Yes. I was like, what the heck? You don't say that to somebody on their wedding day. What's wrong with you? And now I'm like, when my daughter gets married, man, it doesn't matter what the reason is. You are going to be safe. If you need somewhere Mm -hmm. to go or something, Mm -hmm. you are protected here. That's Mm -hmm. like, that's one of the most beautiful gifts she ever gave me is saying, no matter what your path takes you, I will always be here for you. It's crazy. That's so awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've not heard that. That's so great. Yeah. Moms. She had Moms. a mom intuition, huh? She's my my mom is a very underrated advice giver. <laughs> she is <laughs> she is one of the best advice givers I've ever had in my life. Which I didn't uh, realize until I was an adult. Like, mm-hmm. mm, she's powerful, man. I love it. Yeah. What else did you add? So we added yoga, meditation. Mm-hmm. What else did you do you feel like well contributed big, to where you are today? A big thing was I grew up constantly seeking to fill the void of unworthiness with relationships mm-hmm. and okay. saying, mm-hmm. anything is open. Please just mm-hmm. come love me. Yeah. And that put me in situations that harmed me continuously mm-hmm. over and over again. And it wasn't until this experience where I said, you know, what 
are my relationships? What mm-hmm. what do they look like? And why do they look like that? And saying, mm-hmm. what are my boundaries? I was waiting for the B word. <laughs> yes, I was like, it's yep. coming. It's coming, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, when I started seeing my new therapist, I basically was like, okay, all of my relationships are on pause for the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. And mm-hmm. I told them that. I said, you know, right now I'm really unhealthy. I really need space because I need to reform my life. Mm-hmm. I need to reform who's in my life, why they're in my life. And if it's the boundaries I have with you are actually boundaries, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was very lucky that my best friends were like, yeah, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good thing you should be doing. We also want to do that. Like me and my best friend from college, we sat down and I was like, I, I really need boundaries. And she's like, I need them too. And how do we navigate that? And so that me and my college one. friends were like, I really need beer. <laughs> 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 this is so great. I love hearing this. Yes. Um, so we, I literally just sat down with my therapist and was like, what's an easy boundary to put in like a new relationship? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, well, what is something that, you know, you can't cross? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of have started with like a fence of like, well, I can't cross like this boundary of talking poorly about my family because that was mm-hmm. something I did a lot when I was younger is you know you just want to vent about the things mm-hmm. that make you mad and your parents are going to piss you off mm-hmm. but it's good to know that even though your parents piss you off there are still good and bad in them and just venting mm-hmm. one side isn't mm-hmm. healthy in dynamics mm-hmm. so reforming the relationships with you know the three or four people that I chose to do that with and saying you know I'm gonna reform my venting structure you mm-hmm. know how do we approach venting and when mm-hmm. is it, what do we need out of it from each other? Do mm-hmm. we need advice? Do we just want to be heard? What does mm-hmm. that look like? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been the biggest thing so far is just how do we communicate our daily struggles with each other and what do we want out of that? You know, do I want someone to just give me advice? Do I want someone who just says, you know, I'm here and I'm listening? Mm-hmm. So that's been the biggest thing is how do we hold space for each other in our hard moments? What's a Fabulous. <laughs> you set boundaries and asking it's, for what you need. Yes. <sighs> yeah. And you have to get to a place where you feel worthy of having those needs, mm-hmm. where you mm-hmm. don't feel like, you know, other people need to f- fill your voids, where you mm-hmm. already are filled and then you can be worthy of asking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, Bah, bah, bah. we've kind of talked over this you have these amazing notes everyone she has these <laughs> amazing notes so i think like let's talk about you know because we we like where you were mm-hmm. the changes you've made like how you were able to bring things into your life you mm-hmm. like so much is moving in the last few years yes like what you know you're in school mm-hmm. but what else like um what's going forward that's the question. <laughs> well, the big thing. Without anxiety. Yes, right. <laughs> Without anxiety yeah. running the show, you know. Right. Yes. yes. Well, actually, so, <laughs> so very recently, mm-hmm. my plan once I became a single parent was I am going to be celibate and okay. I'm going to be alone because that will keep me safe. Oh, I love yes. your plans. <laughs> yes, I know. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> that was not that was not coming from a place of anxiety at all. No, it was nope. not. Nope. nope. <laughs> and I kept that mantra for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. It feels like you're punishing yourself. I was. Mm-hmm. I was punished mm-hmm. because I had made so many bad choices in mm-hmm. relationships because I didn't mm-hmm. know how to make good ones. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel worthy of good choices. Mm-hmm. 
that I was like, you know, I'm just, I, I can't do this not anymore. I'm not it. trustworthy. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not worthy of this. It's not a safe option for me. Mm-hmm. I and can't trust myself with this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And recently my, I actually reconnected with someone in my life who I really cared about and my parents, I was like, man, this is just like not supposed to happen. I'm not supposed to be reconnecting with anyone. Like mm-hmm. that's not part of the plan. <laughs> And my parents were like, Kimberly, and my mom specifically was like, Kimberly, you know, when you spend your whole life planning for your future, you're not going to be living your life. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you just need to let go and just Mm -hmm. do what you want right this very second. Mm -hmm. That will bring you joy. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, that I will try to listen to that. Okay, mom. (laughs) Yes. My anxiety was like banging on the door. No, no, no. (laughs) Yes. And I'm just like, I have to do this. Thank you, Brene Brown. I have to do this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I have to be vulnerable. So I decided to uh, say yes to that connection and say, mm-hmm. I will forego this perfect plan <laughs> and enter a new space that I am totally unfamiliar with, haven't been in in a long time. Mm-hmm. And it's been really fun. It's been probably the happiest kind of bubbly moments um, in a long time, which is really cool. It's really cool to not just come out of the other side of a divorce, but also come out on the other side of unworthiness mm-hmm. and be in a space where I can form a relationship based around open communication, boundaries, and actually being who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, you know. Performing. Yes. I am being true to myself, like laughing when I want to laugh and saying what I want to say and not ever worrying about, is this person going to tell me that I'm bad. <laughs> you know, right, is this person right. going to totally reject me because I'm not good enough? Right. Yes. Yeah. And so that's cool. I mean, that's great. <laughs> it is really great. Very unexpected. So that's part of probably where we're my future for now, which was unexpected. And then also, I actually graduate from my undergrad this year. Mm-hmm. So I'm applying for master's programs in the fall, which is really exciting. Mm-hmm. What do you can what are you studying? Yeah. So I studied English. I studied English before mm-hmm. and was about three classes short of graduating when I had breakdown number like five. <laughs> um, <laughs> so now after being a parent and re-entering, you know, a worthy state of mind and mm-hmm. new sense of self, I am finishing my undergrad in psychology. Okay. And then I'll get a master's in psych and women's studies and become a psych researcher for attachment theory. Ooh. Yes. Oh. I, yes. Is that I to do with your adoption? Yes. I, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. My professor, actually, we had a phone conversation. She's like, so why do you want to study attachment? I was like, well, I didn't have mm-hmm. attachment. So <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really want to see like what female generational mm-hmm. attachment looks like in small communities because okay. the more we can support and empower women to form positive relationships in families, mm-hmm. the better the world will be 100%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because we are the backbone of the community. Women yeah, are. Absolutely. So Who runs the world? Girls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We do. Yeah. Yes. How old mm-hmm. were you when you were adopted? Remind me again. I was four, but I was okay. placed into care when I was like 11 months old. Okay. And it's okay. actually crazy because this is very uncommon. Like it's a rarity. But I mm-hmm. was placed into my parents' home at 11 oh, months old. Okay. And they kept, they got to keep me for three years. Mm-hmm. And then um, my well, you older went through the system. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just stayed in their house my whole mm-hmm. life, you know. Mm-hmm. My sister finally got the rights to my custody and then uh-huh. gave it to them so that they could 
be my parents because they, I mean, they've been my parents since I was 11 months old. Yeah. So, so uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wonderful. yes, it is wonderful. I did. Yeah. I was um, born the youngest of seven. Okay. And our mother had a long standing history mm-hmm. of addiction mm-hmm. and mental health issues. So that definitely played into the anxiety that I have mm-hmm. and just the whole sense of unworthiness. Mm-hmm. You know, when you grow up thinking, telling yourself, well, mm-hmm. she didn't want you or she couldn't have you or whatever it is, you know. And did you know from 11 months old that you were uh, in care and then adopted? Like, I, was I've always, always known, I've always known yeah. I was adopted. Yeah. Okay. Very open cool. about it. Um, yeah. Very, I had contact with some of my siblings and still do. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it doesn't stop like the internal monologue of why. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're young, you don't understand necessarily mm-hmm. what addiction is, especially in like, you know, the 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not talked about in the same way mm-hmm. it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I got almost through college that I mm-hmm. even recognized what addiction was mm-hmm. and that people who are addicts are not bad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that there's, uh, it's a symptom yes. of something else. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. And I unfortunately have the gene for alcohol dependency and that's something I found out through my marriage (laughs) Um, Ah. yes (laughs) Um, but just like realizing that everyone has something they're filling their numbness with Mm -hmm. and that everyone's prone genetically to different things Mm -hmm. and that that's okay the thing that is the most important is you know looking at yourself and saying what am I numbing with and is it safe for me to do that? Mm-hmm. Is it mm-hmm. safe for the people around me to do that? And do I need help? I got really lucky. I got 100% lucky that I recognized what was happening. I had the support I needed mm-hmm. and then I got pregnant <laughs> so so, that, so I could stop. And that pregnancy, luckily I was not so far gone that you know pregnancy was a good way for me to be fully sober. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. where some moms, when they get pregnant, they can't even, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just reckon, coming from a place of understanding that everyone's on their own journey and just hoping the best for them and that they have the support they need. And I got very, very lucky that I did. Absolutely. Yep. That's awesome. So um, what else are, like, you have a podcast? <laughs> I do. Yes. Well, let's my hear best, about that. Yeah, my mm-hmm. best friend and I, we have this been This is the co-journal friends. one? Yes. Okay, cool. We have known each other since we were in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And after high school where we were, we did not get along in high school because we were too similar. Mm-hmm. But after that, in college, we were on the same life path and we reconnected and we were like, man, we are best friends. <laughs> so <laughs> we actually got pregnant at the same time. Our daughters are five days apart. She lives in the Midwest right now, but we talk pretty much every day. And mm-hmm. I would not have made it through motherhood the first mm-hmm. year without her. One hands down. Mm-hmm. She is my go-to person every day, any hour of the day, seven days a week, mm-hmm. for sure. So we decided to make a podcast and we literally just talk about the things that slap you in the face about motherhood. It's called mom slapped <laughs> because <laughs> motherhood slaps you in the face. Like you're uh-huh. going to end up crying on the floor or uh-huh. your kid's going to say shoot or damn or the uh-huh. F word uh-huh. if you're my yeah. kid. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just going to be sitting there like, man, this is, oh, this is crazy. And we're going to be there to be like, yeah, it is crazy. And that's okay. (laughs) There's going to be a day where you are on the side of the road because your baby has poop on their back of their neck up in their hair from the car seat. Oh, you my know, God. It's yes, going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes. We're all going to throw away one car seat because it's too <laughs> far gone. 
because it had too you know what i mean there was like too much throw up Mm -hmm. or poop on it it's just not worth it anymore you are in like i guarantee if you went to a walmart dumpster right now there's one shitty or barfed on a car seat in every walmart dumpster because you've pulled into walmart you take the baby Mm -hmm. out you've cleaned them up and you just take that car seat and you just throw it away and you go in and get another one in walmart and you're like i just can't even Mm -hmm. it's gonna happen yeah absolutely (laughs) absolutely you're gonna have that day yes so we're there we're like hey yep Join us. It's okay. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> We're here for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. Is there anything yes. else you want to tell us about like future <sighs> plans or I don't know, that seems, you know, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do our questions and stuff yeah. like that. Is there anything so, else or um, anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah. If you want to check out my Instagram page, we mm-hmm. just, I just started a new thing where you can share your story. So it's a, a form that you just fill out and it's a way for you to like, share what you want to share and mm-hmm. then I just post it mm-hmm. for you to have an outlet that's not maybe connected to your page or anonymous if you want it to be mm-hmm. or that you just think needs to be said. So if you go there, click the link, it'll ask you some questions and then you just have 500 words to say whatever you want to say about motherhood, about mm-hmm. mental health, about family, about yourself, your journey, mm-hmm. anything. Anything goes and that's posted every Friday. Cool. <laughs> 500 words? I can get you yeah. 500 words. <laughs> it doesn't have to be 500 words. You just oh, have no, like, I could get you 500 words. That's your limit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and tell us uh, your Instagram, well, and whatever social media handles you have. Yeah. So I just use Instagram because I'm kind of lame. I'm like, I can't, I don't yeah. understand Twitter. My sister does that. And Facebook is the worst. I, I quit. <laughs> I quit when I got divorced. I was like, I'm done. Yeah. So yeah, it's Kimberly underscore Wolf underscore. Mm-hmm. That's my Wolf name. with an E, correct? Yes, Wolf with mm-hmm. an E. Mm-hmm. Yes. And do you have a website? Oh, oh, what's the, the do you have a podcast page or no? Just the yes, Kimberly it's um, www.momslapped.com. And that's cool. where you'll find blog posts, recipes, all of our episodes, everything. Cool. And you'd said you had taken a break, but by the time this airs, you will have been making episodes again, correct? Yeah. yeah. Yes, cool. we will. COVID, COVID is a little crazy, everyone. <laughs> yes. Calm yes. down. You know? <laughs> yep. Between pregnancy, a breakdown, and my co-host's partner being a teacher, it was just, oh. <laughs> like, yeah, everything was a little nuts. Yes. All right, let's do our questions. Ooh, okay. Okay. What was your first car? It was a blue Saturn that I named Tinkster after Tinkerbell. Oh. I blew it up. I didn't change the oil. <gasps> guess, I know. Guess what I yeah. did in my first car? Yeah. Same thing. I blew yes. it up. I didn't I just, change the oil. I didn't think about it. Like, oh. Neither did I. <laughs> 17 year old girls, 16 year old girls. I don't yeah. fucking know. Mm-mm. Oh my God. Totally. Same thing. Blew up my car. <laughs> Ugh. When did you get your period? Oh, I was in eighth grade and I didn't know what was happening. And I was like, oh no. And afterwards, I went to the after-school program, and my best friend, Derek, was like, I'm so proud of you. It was the coolest. I will never forget. Like, that was the most affirming, like, friendship love moment ever. It was like, yeah, you got your period. That's awesome. Oh, Derek. We love Derek. I know. We do love Derek. Oh. Toilet paper. Over, under, or you don't care? Over. Mm -hmm. Under is just weird. Under is just weird. Will you, have you gotten to the point where you change it if you've can change it will you change it to over oh no i'm not that you're weird. not that th- okay you're i'm not, not that yet. controlling yeah okay sometimes might get there. <laughs> that did start happening until i was like in like my mid to late 30s <laughs> hey you know what uh, you like it's fine you know you know and you just like i just want to spread the gospel through the world of like yes. over y'all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you a fan of lizzo yes 
Actually, when I started running this year, that was my uh-huh. go-to album or just anything. I like, album, you, yeah. yeah. Which mm-hmm. one? Oh, Her I latest one. I actually yeah, don't the, remember what it's called. To be perfectly honest, because I just put it on Spotify. And I yeah, I have Spotify. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you have a favorite song? You, have, um, you probably don't know the name of. Nobody knows the name of songs anymore because we don't sit there and look at the CDs mm-hmm. compulsively. It's just like pulled up. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably not. I have yeah. a lot of favorite Taylor Swift songs. <laughs> well, yeah. Shake It Off, right? I mean, is right? there anything after Shake yes. It Off? Mm-hmm. We played a lot of Shake It Off in our house. My husband knows every word. That's good. <laughs> he was a Taylor Swift fan. I mean, honestly, probably more than I am. I'm, Everyone I'm a should fan, be a Taylor Swift fan. Yeah. <gasps> Cilantro, yes or no? Mm, yes. Okay. When you drink a latte, like when you walk into Starbucks or your local coffee shop, and you order a latte, what milk do you order? Oh. If you don't drink coffee, we can just pretend it's granola. Oh, I drink coffee a lot, but okay, I'm not okay, fancy. Cool. I just drink Americanos because you it's put the cheapest any... thing. I put cream in it. Okay, yeah. you put cream in it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, that's that's the answer I'm looking at. <laughs> I own coffee shops. I say this, so that's why I'm always like, this is a clue into like who you are for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, are you the person that gets like... <laughs> A double shot of espresso over ice and you go over to the milk thing and you pour the milk in to make it a latte? I have done that. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but literally, I'm more of a, I'll just get two shots of espresso and so, chug them. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. As a coffee shop owner, we see you people. Yes. That do that. Yeah. I was like, can I have a lot of ice, two <laughs> shots of espresso and that's it. And I'm like, yes. five, four, three, till they walk yes. over to the thing. But I will psh, only, you know? I'll only do it at like a Starbucks because they can afford yes. it. It's fine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um can you drive a standard transmission no i tried mm-hmm. once i was bad i never mm-hmm. tried again <laughs> <laughs> where are you in the birth order of your family you think you said you were the, um the i'm the youngest of my mm-hmm. half siblings mm-hmm. um and then i am the oldest my little sister is two years younger than me oh yeah she's the best person i've ever met she's awesome. so cool and she lives there too right <laughs> yes she does it's oh, really fun that's yeah. fun uh what was your kindergarten teacher's name mrs adams she was oh. really cool. Oh, yeah. That sounds like something from a movie. <laughs> she was you know? awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What do you regret more, high heels or jalapenos? Oh, high heels. I have bunions from dancing. <gasps> I danced for like 23 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And the, the high heels are a no-go. No, then. And I did pageants. And the heels, man, I have not worn heels since I retired from pageantry. <laughs> you are the second pageant person I've, <sighs> I've interviewed. Samantha Hugh again, who I mentioned before, she's very much in line with you. Actually, she's a Latina uh, Latina sex therapist. She was the um, red flannel pajama pageant queen in her small town in Michigan. Whoa, Mm -hmm. that's cool. Mm -hmm. Oh Uh my gosh. Yeah. She did it for the scholarships. (laughs) And there was like, there was girls that like were doing it for uh, like their moms had been in it, you know, mm-hmm. so they expected to win for mm-hmm. what, what would that be? It's it's like nepotism, but mm-hmm. not like it's not quite the word I'm looking for. <laughs> She's like, I'm here for the scholarships. Yes. And she won. Yeah. yeah. And you know what's crazy is that you can be there for the scholarships and you're going to spend more money than you would have made for <gasps> to win. I think hers oh, worked yeah. out. I think hers worked out. Oh, though. good. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. She was like, I got to get out of this small town. And, like <laughs> her family, they were like, I don't know. How do you yes. pay for college? And she was like, yeah. Oh, I can figure this out with the pageant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pageants actually taught me a lot. Like, I wouldn't be able to sit here and talk like this if it wasn't for pageants. For she sure. said that too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that it's blowing my paradigm, and I'm excited to hear these stories, you know? We could that talk for like hours. It'd be like <laughs> an another, like, off-topic month. Be like, tell me about pageants. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Thank you so much for coming, Kimberly. And yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, I love this it. This is a these fun are, way to spend nap time. <laughs> yes. And these are just, these are the stories that like fill my heart. You know, they fill my cup and so much more um, space available. And as, as Brene, like as we're having compassion and empathy for ourselves, mm-hmm. we have more compassion and empathy for other people. Yes. And yes. we can show up better in our lives. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. And I like <laughs> to remind everyone that I am on mostly Instagram as well. And it's at LaJoy Le- Society, you know, which is my maiden name, L-A-J-O-I-E-S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Sure, I have a Twitter account, but I, I just can't. It's like all comments and comment. I just don't like comments. Sure, I have a Facebook page and there's a Facebook group that is dying of loneliness because oh. I just same. I just... Uh, it's how much can you do really? Right? You know? Yeah. How much can you do really? Mm-hmm. And oh, before I forget, <laughs> rate, review, subscribe, all those wonderful things that they're slowly ticking up that people are doing. And, um, you know, like I say, if you're listening to this, you're probably on your phone or maybe you're at your desk and you can just go right into the, you know, software or the uh, app that you're, you're listening in and you can just hit the stars. You could write something. You could write like, you know, bananas are tasty and leave that as a review. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm down for it. Like <laughs> I'm going to do that now. <laughs> yeah, Bananas are, how many bananas are tasty? <laughs> can we get, <laughs> can we get, that would be wonderful. And I'll know you heard it here. Bananas are really tasty on Saturdays or I don't know, fucking something like that. Cause it helps me because I've said this before, like, I mean, I'm not fucking around with the show and I want people to hear it. And this is how people can get recommended is that by it, get stars and rates and reviews and all that shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right y'all i'll meet you again here next week everything up to this point has led me here and there's nowhere i'd rather be than to be here all the things that made no sense is made